Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Chelsea and I are hydrated queens, in case you didn't know, and that's why we're excited about our new sponsor, HydroJug. I feel like a cute water bottle is really key in staying hydrated. It makes you want to drink more water and just actually remember to. I know. Almost 75% of Americans are dehydrated. I 100% believe that. We all know water is crucial to our health. That's energy, skincare, mental clarity, overall wellness. But how much water do you need to really unlock these benefits? The answer is typically a full gallon each day. That's why you need a hydro jug. These durable and reusable jugs hold more than half a gallon, so you don't have to keep filling up that tiny water bottle every hour. Every day, roughly 60 million plastic water bottles are thrown away. By choosing hydro jug each day, you are becoming a part of the movement to stop the waste. They come in a bunch of cute colors. I have pink, of course, and it holds a half gallon of water, has a wide mouth opening, a handle, it's dishwasher safe, shatterproof, and they have a bunch of fun sleeves that protect the hydro jug. And the sleeve has two pockets, one for your phone, the other one for a smaller accessory like keys or your AirPods. So if you want to take it to the gym or on the go, I feel like this is just an amazing option. We can offer you guys 10% off with the code what we said. So head to www.thehydrojug.com to customize your jug and use our code what we said for 10% off your purchase. Welcome back to the What We Said podcast. We just had a little miscommunication there of who was going to start. And that's Welcome. what we're going to be talking about today. Friendships and friend breakups. And like how it all have... started with one tiny miscommunication. Exactly. And I think this is a good topic to talk about. A lot of people have actually asked about this. People ask us to talk about breakups or friend breakups, which sometimes can hurt more yeah. than a real, you know, a romantic breakup. Friend breakups are the absolute worst. So we're going to talk about it and we're going to give some personal examples. And you guys wrote in some, we had like a question box and you guys wrote in some of your own stories or things you needed advice on as far as friendships go. So I think this is going to be a great episode. Um, do we have any life updates? I'm trying to think of what I've been up to. Um, yeah, not much, honestly. I saw somebody message us said like, yes, Vampire Diaries is cheesy at first, but we should start watching it. Hmm, okay. So maybe we could watch that together. I'm down. Um, I also started watching Peaky Blinders on Netflix because it was kind of, it's kind of same vibes as Yellowstone, just in a different time period. Did you finish Yellowstone? Yeah, I finished all the seasons. And you loved it? I loved it, yeah. It was really good. Cool. Waiting for the, I think the next season comes out in June. So nice. Yeah, I started Peaky Blinders. And you know what I hate is when shows just get like so dirty and raunchy. Like mm -hmm. I thought it started out, the first season was super good and not had no nudity. Like, are we talking about which one are we talking Peaky about? Blinders. Okay. I mean, it was still kind of dark because it's like about, you know, old England gangsters basically. But mm -hmm. then the second season was like more nudity, more sexual stuff. And then the third season, I've only watched like two episodes and it's already like, Crazy. Crazy. And I'm just like, why do they have to do that to shows? Sometimes they do the opposite. Sometimes they try and get people with the sexual stuff. Like the first episode will be super raunchy. Will be crazy. And then they'll kind of lay, lay off it. Yeah. And then they'll lay off and get into the storyline. It's like, I don't want to see that. No. I mean, some people sure maybe do, but it's just like, I want to watch this for the storyline and I don't, that's not vital to the story. Yeah. I get that. You know what I've been starting to watch again? What? Call me basic. I don't care. Friends. I've been watching um, Friends. I should rewatch Friends. Because I actually never, when it got taken off Netflix, I just like stopped watching it. And I was only on season, I think, uh, I keep forgetting which season I was on. Six. Oh, wow. That's pretty good. Yeah, I was pretty far in. I think season six. How many, do you know how many seasons there are total? No clue. Okay. I might be on season eight, but if that's like the last one, then I'm not. Let me look I want to say up. like 12, maybe. Okay. Let me look it up. How many Friends seasons? Maybe 11. There are 10. Oh. So I think I'm on like seven. Okay. Maybe. I don't remember. But I w we were like far, but not to the very end. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, when it got off Netflix, I just kind of stopped watching it. But it's on HBO Max. So we have been watching that at night. And I just like forgot how much I love it. I hadn't watched it in months and months. Yeah. It's such a lighthearted show. It's so good. Like it really is just so 
when I first started watching it, I was like, eh, is this like really that funny? But then once you know the characters, it's like just so good. Yeah. So anyway, it's we've been not, watching Friends at Night and I love that. It's not like the most hilarious show you'll ever seen by any means where you're just like, oh my gosh, this is, excuse me, <laughs> the hiccups. Hilarious, but it's, it's like happy show. Yeah, I was going to say it's predictable. Like yeah. Leif, Leif will be like, oh, he's going to go back in and get the sandwich. And yep. then he like goes back in. <laughs> yep. Like it's just, it's predictable, but it's comforting. Yes, you it's know? so comforting. But, I would always watch that after I'd watch Criminal Minds. Say, oh, Criminal Minds is dark, man. I know. I love Criminal Minds. It's dark. You know, I haven't watched anything like, oh, you know what I watched? What? Have you heard of Promising Young Woman? No. What you is should it watch on? it. It's on... I think it was like on Prime Video maybe or something. Mm. I think we rented it. But it's a movie. Oh, a movie. For my younger audience, it is definitely more dark and like mature. But it's basically, I don't even know how to explain it. You just need to watch it. It's like this girl, basically she pretends that she will get really drunk and then guys will try and like take advantage of her. And then she will like sober up very quickly and be like, I said, what are you doing? <gasps> and like, they'll be like, <gasps> like and freak out. And so she does this and then you learn why she's doing it later and it's like a really crazy movie she's like but a vigilante what the heck is that like a person who goes off on their own kind of to get justice yeah yeah kind of like she's trying she is trying to get justice for someone yeah anyway so it but it was really like it totally kept us on the edge of our seats and Ooh. it was um it's like a thriller i mean i don't even know what how like to explain suspense. it yeah suspense but it is like i said it's dark and like yeah it's a, you know a bit much but it was really good yeah hmm. so to check it out yeah also this is the last show thing that i'll talk about is uh modern family i've been watching like episodes <gasps> of it and it That's is just another good so one. funny like it is so good i love that show so much mm -hmm. i love modern family it's another good comforting one i'm also drinking an orange cream olipop right now I've never tried that one. And it's so freaking good. Really? They have orange squeeze, but then yeah, this that's is what orange I thought. cream. And it's different. It's like cream. It's like creamsicle oh, vibes. It's I'll so good. I don't know if it's different than, well, it is different, but I don't know if they like replaced it or what, but they never have it at the Whole Foods that I go to, but they had it. And oh, I, am, I just thought of like the, the old creamsicles that we used to have when we were little, like, or, or the orange sickles. What are they called? Yeah. Creamsicles. Yeah. Oh, it's literally oh, tastes so like that. so good. I'm not kidding. It's I so good. I used to make um my own like orange creamsicle smoothie, basically. You would put like orange juice with like vanilla ice cream and blend it up together. Oh, so good. Wow. You know what I just remembered? Orange Julius. Oh, yeah. That's kind of the same vibe. That was yes. so good. Wow. I would I always drink creamy that. stuff, like cream soda. Jones's cream soda. I mm -hmm. need to get some of that. So good. So good. Anyway, I told Chelsea I'm now a beverage gal. And at the end of the day, I blame Nick for this. Yeah, I also blame Nick for when this. When I when I trace it back, the culprit is Nick. Yeah. Because he's a beverage guy. He is such a beverage guy. And he always has been. And I never was. I was a mm -mm. water-only girl. Same. I've always been almost that annoying person who's just like, I only drink water. Yeah. Now I'm Same. like drinking all these different beverages every day. Yeah, I know. Nick really, he, he loves nothing more than like beverages, like. I feel any like kinds he, of sodas, any kinds of drinks, any kind of whatever. And it's not even alcoholic. It's like there's no alcohol involved. It's just like sweet drinks. Because mm -hmm. I was going to say, whenever he like comes over for having any sort of event, like you always. guys always bring the drinks. Yeah. And it's always just like Olipops or Poppy yeah. or like sparkling water or He's always sodas. got drinks. He's got them on lock. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're probably going to be that family that has like the fridge in the garage it just has with a ton all of drinks. the sodas i was always so jealous of that <laughs> i know even me though, too like, I, I never had drinks in my house same water only baby mm -hmm. which at the end of the day is good healthy and good but yeah you know you gotta have a little spice in your life every once in a while mm -hmm. okay well, let's well, look at this uh advice okay should i t talk about my friend breakup first? oh yes 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 you should okay so i've only had one friend breakup in my life where it was like a noticeable breakup, not just like, oh, we drifted apart. Yeah, but it kind of was drifting apart, but it was also like, yeah. There was a, a little more. There was more of a reason, I guess, at the yeah. end of the day than just like, oh, yeah, we just drifted apart and there was actually nothing to pinpoint. Yeah. So I don't even really know how to like go about. Oh, I'm trying to think of Explaining how to what even explain. Because it is kind of just like a slow change. But at the end of the day, I felt like this person in my life was not 
being like genuine towards me and didn't, these are again, my, just my opinions. I just didn't think that she had my best interest. Yeah. It didn't feel like, I don't know. It's, it's kind of just that, that feeling you get when it's like, you have good news and the person's like not really that happy for you or something. Yeah. Just stuff like that where I was just like, I do not think that you genuinely like, I don't know, want what's, what's best, best for me, me yeah. and like genuinely support me. And it just, I don't know. I feel like. I think there's always those people in your life that you can really pinpoint who are not genuine to you. Where it's like you can, f- most everybody can feel when a person whether it's a friend or just someone they meet is a genuine person. And when they have like genuine conversation. It's just like gut feeling. Yeah. And it's like, you can tell by the way that they say things, how they say things. Like if you leave feeling like that was not a genuine thing. I feel like weird after that. I don't mm-hmm. feel like they, I don't feel supported. I don't feel like don't heard. Feel connected, I don't feel understood. Connected with them at all. Yeah. And so I think this, this was just one of those people where it was like just off. Yeah. And I don't know. I've never had any... Truly, I have never had any real issues with any friends. Like, I, I yeah. couldn't pinpoint anyone that I've had a huge falling out with that I've known ever. And so yeah. this was, like, the first time that I was kind of, like, I deliberately kind of, I don't want to say cut this person out of my life, but essentially that is what I did. Yeah. When you really get down to it, like, I pretty much completely distanced myself yeah. and stopped following on social media because I didn't want to see, like, yeah. their stuff anymore. And this is the same person who I talked about in a recent TikTok. This should give you an insight into why the reason, I think. And if you don't follow me on TikTok, I basically said that I was just remembering this time when she texted me and said, like, do you ever just, maybe we were already having a conversation, I don't remember, but she was like, do you ever just feel so, like, ugly and not confident and, like, not happy with your body and gross and whatever? And I'm like, oh my gosh, 100%. Like, I think everyone can, you know, yeah. as a girl, it's like, just inevitable. And I obviously thought that she was feeling that way, which is why she was asking me. And so I was like, why are you feeling that way? Like, you look so good. You've been working so hard on your fitness journey. Like, you know, whatever, hyping her up, trying my best. And she basically was like, oh no, like, I don't feel that way. (laughs) Ha ha. Like, but why do you feel that? Like literally turned it on me. Like trapped you. Like trapped me, literally set me up. And then now all of a sudden I'm like talking about my insecurities somehow. And I'm like, wait, what? And there were just repeated, it was repeated behavior like a that. repeated a offense. A lot. It was a repeated offense. A lot of things like that where she would like essentially trap me and then into like admitting something vulnerable and then basically be like, oh, like that's never happened to me. Like yeah. I can't relate. And I'm just like, okay, so what's the point of this? I know. And it's so hard because like she was also my friend as well. And it's like we had a different relationship than you guys did. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there was also the same exact things that she would say to me where she would act like ask me a question and it was almost like, what am I supposed to answer to this? Or or asking a question like, okay, now we're in a safe space. Like, you know, how is, you know, your relationship with your boyfriend or your fiance or whatever it is? And I'd be like, oh, it's good. You know, you know, we have the first year that we were together, it was a little bit harder than the second year. Like I would say something like that. And she would specifically ask me like, do you have like, did you have a harder first year when you were together yeah. or second year? And I'd be like, oh, I think probably like the first year. Like it was just hard to adjust, whatever. And I'd be like, what about you? And they'd be like, oh, no, no, no. Like my partner is like very easy to deal with. Neither. And it's just like, it's like, then why'd you ask me? Yeah. Why did you ask him? Why did you say everybody has one or the other, but you don't somehow? Yeah. It's like, yeah. So now I've just shared something like opening up about my relationship and I don't feel like I get the same vulnerability back. And it was just constantly like that where The hard part is, is with a lot of these people who are like this, and I've seen it multiple times in like certain people where I see this exact same thing, it would almost make me mad because I could see two sides of them where it's Mm -hmm. like, there would be times when I felt like she would be really vulnerable and open with me and I could finally feel like we were having a genuine connection and then it would close. It would like immediately close and Mm -hmm. she would ask me questions like that or we would have conversations where I'm just like, you do not hear me like you're you're not understanding me Mm -hmm. or we're not having that connection basically and it makes you have empathy because you're like there's obviously something you don't feel comfortable sharing like you're not comfortable enough to share and be open with me and talk about all of your problems and like maybe exactly yeah you you want to obviously you're never a hundred percent in the right in a relationship where it's like it was hundred percent her fault exactly obviously there are things that 
you can do. But at the same time, you have to kind of understand when to, yeah, it's like naturally we were, we had distance anyways. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it just kind of stinks because you're like, I can see these glimmers of hope where we're together and I'm having so much fun with you and I love you so much and we're connecting. And then the next time we hang out, I just feel isolated. And I feel like you put up a wall and I feel like I'm almost being attacked almost. Exactly. And I think this person didn't have any malintent. Like I truly believe that she was never intending to like hurt me or be toxic or manipulative in any way. But I think that it just came across as, yeah, very ingenuine. And like, I just felt like I have such good friendships in my life. Like that's something that I'm so grateful for. Like I think about you know, my friends who are in my tight circle who I confide in and it's like, I trust them with everything. And like, they are so open with me and I'm so open with them. And like, I just was feeling like, why am I continuing to like try for this relationship and friendship that like, at the end of the day, I don't even feel is super genuine. I don't have this strong connection with this person because like you said, I open up yeah. And I'm super vulnerable. And then it's met with like, oh, that's never happened to me. So weird. And it's like, okay, I get it. Like, yes, yeah. we don't relate then. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's not that everyone has to share your same struggle, but at least like being heard is important. And so it did come to a point where like she did text me and was like, oh, like, you know, she saw I unfollowed her. And yeah, this was before the mute button, unfortunately. Otherwise, yeah. I would have just done that. It's not like I wanted to cause a scene. I just yeah. genuinely did not want to see her stuff anymore. And Anyway, she had texted me and, like, asked me why. And I just was, like, extremely honest. Yeah. Like, I just said, I just don't feel that you're, like, genuine with me. And a lot of, like, your comments do come across as, like, a little bit condescending. Yeah. Towards me and, like… Ingenuine. Ingenuine. And I just, like, really want to nurture, like, strong connections in my life with people who I truly believe have my best interest. And, like, I don't feel that way. Yeah. About this relationship. And I said, like, I wish you all the best. Like, I don't think you've ever intended, you know, any whatever. We're just in different places in life now. And like, I appreciate our friendship for what it was. And that was it. Yeah. And I think it's harder too when you're younger, when you're in your early 20s or in your, even in high school years to be friends. It's like, sometimes you need space from those people. I feel like as we've gotten older, even now, like at the age that we're at and with like everything that we have worked on with ourselves. It's like, I can see myself being friends with people like that now because I know how to handle it and I don't take things so personally. Exactly. But it's harder when you're younger, you're trying to figure out who you're, who you even are and you're, you're feeling attacked because it's very hard not to take things personally. It's hard not to hold like negative feelings towards them. So then it it naturally is going to drive a wedge in between you. You know what I mean? Exactly. And I feel like, yeah, like you said, now I feel like I could be friends with someone, even if they were like, doing that to me sometimes. I just feel like, okay. But I wouldn't take it so personally or be like, this is such a big deal. Like I need to cut this person out. It would just kind of be like, oh, I'm just not going to spend as much time with her because that's annoying. But I would just nurture the other relationships in my life. I wouldn't feel the need to like be, I don't know, like cut and dry with it. But I feel like at that time I was younger. So I think I was just like, yeah. And like you said, there's two sides to every story. And I'm sure I was not perfect and immature at times because I was young and, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, like I said, this person is a good person. Yeah. And she's not a toxic person. Yeah. It's just, it just was not the cohesive at the time. Yeah, at all at the time. Friendships are hard, man. You have to really nurture them. Like, especially when there is kind of something, when it's not just so easy, when it's not like you just get along, like, like us all through high school and stuff. But yeah. it's like, when there are things that come up, like boy issues, which is a big one that I saw with people writing in, like you know, they like your ex-boyfriend or you guys like the same guy or something like that. It's hard to keep a good relationship and a good friendship for a long time. Yeah. And as I've gotten older, I realize what relationships are actually about. And I feel like friendship used to be for me. Yeah. Kind of like what I got out of it. And now Mm -hmm. it's kind of like an opportunity for me to bond with another person and to, you know, it's kind of about what I give. And not so much. Obviously, if they're giving you toxicity and like, you know, negativity, then yeah, you want to keep your distance. But at the same time, it's like, that's kind of like your dad was saying when we had our toxic people um, episode episode a long time ago. He was saying like, everyone else basically told us like, cut them out if they're toxic. And he was like, I think you can still be friends with them. It's like, I think it's a good opportunity for you to love them unconditionally and show them like, yeah, you don't have to like be taking in everything they say. Exactly. That's, That's the difference is like, 
if you're at a place in life where their toxicity doesn't bother you Mm -hmm. or like doesn't really get to you because you're able to just be like, oh, that doesn't. That has nothing to do with me. That has nothing to do with me. So I don't need to worry about that. Like if you're to that point, then you you can have a relationship with those people because you realize that it literally has nothing to do with you. And you're not getting so offended all the time, exactly. you know? I agree. Yeah, but it depends on it where depends, you guys are both at. Yeah, it depends on where you're at. And it depends on how toxic we're, we're talking. Yeah, but exactly. Your perfect hair is voluminous, full, and shiny. But how does it smell? Function of Beauty's custom hair makes sure you don't neglect the most powerful of your body's senses, mm. which is smell, by the way. Function of Beauty is the world leader in fully customized hair care. They create your unique formula based on a short but thorough quiz to give your hair everything it needs to look and feel its best. Every product is sulfate and paraben-free, vegan, cruelty-free, and there are over 60,000 real five-star customer reviews. And that's the truth. And Function of Beauty fans are absolutely wild about the fragrances and for good reason. Your hair has never smelt so amazing. Try tropical mango, sweet peach, crisp pear, or subtler scents such as lavender, rose, and eucalyptus. If fragrance is not for you, that's okay. You can get unscented as well. So turn your beauty routine into an aromatherapy session, a tropical getaway even. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash what we said to take your quiz and save 20% on your first order. That applies to their full range of customized hair, skin, and body products. That's functionofbeauty.com slash what we said to let them know you heard about it here and to get 20% off your order. Functionofbeauty.com slash what we said. I am a big online shopper. I know Chelsea is too. It's super convenient. You can do it from home. I've ordered pretty much all my new like spring and summer clothes online. So we've all seen that promo code field taunt us at checkout. But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online. They range from sites that have tech and gaming products to popular fashion brands and even food delivery. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button drops down and all you have to do is click apply coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site. If Honey finds a working coupon, you will watch the prices drop like flies. I truly don't know why on earth I have not downloaded this before because I'm an idiot for not having this. It was the easiest thing I've ever done. And two, I was shopping on Revolve. I decided to try this out. I have to admit, I was a little bit skeptical. I'm like, will this work on Revolve? Mm -hmm. And there was a code, sure enough, that popped up in literally two seconds. I used it, got 10% off my order. Honey has found it's over 17 million members, over $2 billion in savings. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight at missing out on free savings. It's literally free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. We would never recommend something we don't use. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash what we said. That's joinhoney.com slash what we said. Go check it out. Should we like read some of these? Yeah. Did you already say we did like a question box and asked like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did a question box and asked... And I also have like some people or some people that emailed in that I, that wrote into us. Mm -hmm. Should I read those? Yeah, let's read some of those. Okay. Before we get into the shorter ones. Okay. I love the podcast and truly feel like we are all besties. I laugh so hard each Tuesday with you girls. A little backstory. My best friend and I met when we were 13 and we are now 23. For about four wow. for about four years in high school and college, we lived almost two hours away from each other and we stayed close and visited each other often. I moved back to the same city as her about three years ago when she got engaged and our friendship got even stronger. Shortly after she got married, I noticed a big change in her. She started ignoring my calls and texts for days, which would soon turn into weeks before she would respond. We went from hanging out at least once a week to only talking every couple weeks and going a couple months without seeing each other. Side note, we live less than 10 minutes away from each other and she works part-time. So I feel like there's no way she is truly too busy to reach out to me. Plus, I'm a stalker and would check her active status on Instagram after a few days of being ignored. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Anyway, within the past year, I noticed that when we would rarely hang out, she was always in a bad mood. She would rant about her husband constantly and started being rude to random people in public even. She was constantly going off on him and her family members for the smallest things. Every time she yelled at her husband in public, all of our friends were embarrassed for him and felt awful for him. After asking her a few times if she's doing okay, she finally told me a year ago they're going to marriage counseling. Fast forward to now, they just got divorced. He told her she's emotionally abusive because of the way she treats him and speaks to him daily. She is in complete denial that the divorce is her fault and is stating that he is crazy. During the beginning and middle of the divorce— Yikes. This is messy. This is messy. Sheesh. 
Uh, during the beginning and middle of the divorce, they separated and she was constantly calling me and wanting to hang out with me. Now that she is back living with him until they sell their home, she is back to ignoring me when I check in on her. Okay. Her behavior, plus ignoring me most of the time now, has made me not want her in my life. I agree with her ex-husband on honestly think the divorce is what's best for them. Should I tell her that I think he's right and that I think she needs help? Or should I just stop reaching out and let her, our one-sided friendship end? Thank you for any advice you both have. Love you both. Wow. Well, I don't think Did it's your job. Did she say anything about her being emotionally abusive to her? Like, is she mean to you too? Well, she said just like they would she rarely hang out and she would always be in a bad mood. Like she'd be rude to random people. She'd go off on him and like, just like be complaining about him all the time. Basically. Yeah. See, this sounds like a situation where she is not well. That's what I was going to say. She's just not happy at yeah. all. That's what that tells me. Right then yeah. and there, she's just not happy. And I don't think it's your job to tell her that he's right yeah. by any means because no. you're not in the relationship. Like you're not in the actual marriage. You no. know what I mean? But your job is definitely not to tell her she's right either. Exactly. You don't have to validate her because you don't want to, I don't know, make it worse. Yeah. The situation. I, I think my immediate gut reaction when you say like, should I tell her or like, should I just stop reaching out? I would say just stop reaching out. Yeah. Like, don't you think just kind of slowly distancing yourself is the best thing? Yeah. And when you see her, just provide her space. You don't have to provide her with validation of all of her feelings of like, yes, you're so right. He's crazy. You know, just give her space to know like she has somebody when she, obviously she's not happy. She's not doing well. She's probably miserable. And you can be that person that's just there for her. You don't have to say much. You can just ask her a ton of questions. You don't have to bring your ego into it at all. It can mm -hmm. just be like, you're the one who gives her space and you don't have to do that if you don't want to, but you can be. Yeah. And I think it's what it sounds like is you don't, like she said, I don't really want her in my life anymore. Yeah. So therefore- you don't have to. You don't have to. And friend breakups, like even if you don't really want them in your life anymore, it's still hard. Like you just yeah. feel weird when someone, especially like them, they've been best friends for so long. It is hard to just like let that go away. You're just like, oh, yeah. dang, we go from being best friends to just nothing. Like it is weird. Yeah. Even if you don't want them in your life anymore, it's a weird transition. You it know? is. It's like a regular breakup, honestly. Okay. Should I read another one? Yes. Hi. Okay. Bear with me, but I need advice badly on this. My best friend of 11 years has been lying to me for about two years. A little background info. In high school, I talked, never dated, to this guy, Adam. Everyone knew we liked each other and had this thing. He treated me horribly and none of my friends liked him, but I was naive and really liked him. Eventually, we stopped talking and only saw each other occasionally because we were in the same friend group. Fast forward to after college graduation, my best friend, Riley, told me, are we using real names? Okay. I don't know. Um, <laughs> We're putting it all out there. We're putting there. it all out there on the line. My best friend Riley told me she would see Adam out sometimes and they would just talk because we were all good friends. I didn't think anything of it. I had a friend of mine tell me that she saw them out to eat together and they looked very close. This is Ooh. her best friend and the guy that she liked in high school. I told Riley what my friend said, laughing about it because it sounded so crazy. Riley agreed and said that was crazy and she would never date him. Turns out they were dating <gasps> and she was lying to me. Oh, she told, shiz. She told everyone not to tell me they were talking because she didn't know how I would react and doesn't like confrontation. She basically tried to hide her relationship altogether, it seemed like. I forgave her in the moment because I'm dumb. And the more I thought about it and the more I heard about the situation, I realized no best friend should treat you that way. I hate that she didn't just tell me. If she was my friend, she should know that I would have supported her and would not have been mad. I never dated him and he could have changed since high school. Please help. Yeah, that's very weird. And... It's weird to me when people say, because I would consider myself to not like confrontation either. Like I try my absolute best to avoid it at all costs. I think most people would. Yeah. But it's like, to me, it's it's weirder when people do that where they don't tell people. It's like, to me, the opposite of confrontation is being as honest as possible up front. Right. And Con not having the secret thing that you know is going to be this huge confrontation that's, when it happens. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. That seems to cause more anxiety. That would cause me yes. way more anxiety to be hiding something like that. Yes. So I feel like that's more sneaky. That's actually more sus than if she was like uh, at the beginning kind like of iffy about kinda. it. Yeah. And I get if if they're just hanging out once or twice and she's like, I'm not going to go and tell her quite yet that we're dating, but like at least say like, hey, this person asked me on a date. Right. I'm, I'm just going to go, go test yeah. the waters. You know, you don't want to be like, we're dating yeah. super fast. But at the same time, it's like, if you're best, best friends... What a blessing that we did not have the same taste in guys. I know. Seriously, We is. never fought over a guy. Yeah. We never even liked the same guy at no. all. No. Literally never. Never. I know. Thank like, heavens. Sheesh. That seems like it would just 
I don't even know what my advice would be though. I just realized we didn't really give her any advice. I mean, I agree that that's not really like uh, something a best friend would do. It sounds Depends a little how. bit sketchy. Mm-hmm. Oh, best friend of 11 years. Yeah. I was going to say, eh, just distance yourself. But I'm like, oh, you've literally been best friends your whole life. I mean, cool. if she hates confrontation, it's going to be hard to talk to her. But I don't know if she said that she already was like, okay, I don't feel like this friendship is what I thought it is. If you lied to me for two years, you're two telling years, everybody that's a else. Long freaking time yeah. to lie. And you're in a relationship with him. You obviously don't think I would be happy for you, which is another thing that's a concern. What's going on? Can we repair this friendship? Where is it going from here? Like, I care about this relationship, but I don't want to be lied to. And I, it's going to be hard for me to trust you Do again. you think it's bad to like text those things? Because no, I, you know I feel what? like in today's society, like how, especially, I don't know how old these people are. Well, not that long after high school, I think. It's like, I feel like it is almost just, it would be crazy to assume that like a 21-year-old girl would like go and sit down with her best yeah. friend and have that conversation. You know what? I think sometimes it's easier for people to get out what they mean, get out exactly what they mean and be heard over text sometimes. Because when you say it in person, especially if you're nervous, you're not going to say as directly because it's always harder to say directly to their face. So mm -hmm. if you have something that's kind of hard to say, if you can do nothing else but text them, you might as well text them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, I think it's always better to be in person if it's something serious. Yeah. Or even just but, texting them something and then like you can go talk about it yeah. afterwards. Because that's happened. Like, I feel like even well, obviously Tyson said this on his episode with us, like his first episode, like that's how he came out. Yeah. To me and like, yeah, you know, was or actually. Yeah. 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 yeah he did over text. And then we talked, we went and like talked yeah. about it. After. That's, yeah, same. And because he was just saying like, I just needed to like get it out and then like we can go talk then about it once it's it. out. But it's like just, it was just giving, I think it was just giving him anxiety to like think of like, oh, we're going to meet up and then I'm just awkwardly going to be like, guess what? Like, even though yeah. that, I'm not saying that's awkward, but it's just like, he just felt Didn't better feel to do it that way. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. Sometimes I think it is easier to say what you mean over text and you can think about it and like really be thoughtful about how you say it. And mm -hmm. sometimes when you say in person too, it's harder to say it softly. You know what I mean? If you have something you want to say, it's easier to get caught up in your feelings than when yeah, you're texting. That's true. Okay. I'm going to just read this one really fast too. Okay. Hello, Queens. Obsessed with the podcast and everything pink and blue because of you. You girls are such great examples of friendship. I'm so grateful for that. All right. Here's the story. Buckle up. So I'm getting married at the end of this year to my high school sweetheart. I couldn't be more excited. I asked eight girls to be in my wedding at the very beginning of the new year and everyone said yes. It was just so fun and exciting. Long story short, one of my best friends in my wedding who happens to be my matron of honor, we will call her Sarah, is getting married at the end of this month. Her and I have a few overlaps with the girls in our bridal party, one of them being our college friend. We will call her Macy. Macy didn't show up to any of Sarah's events leading up to her wedding, such as her bridal shower, her bachelorette party, and used really disrespectful excuses such as she was house-sitting or her parents wouldn't let her go. We're 23, so this was obviously a cop-out. Meanwhile, meanwhile, on the weekends, when we were all out celebrating my friend Sarah, Macy would post about her spending time with friends or traveling. Oh, herself doing that. Okay, so rude. My friend Sarah was really hurt by all of this, and needless to say, they had to have a conversation. Unfortunately, Sarah and Macy had falling out, and Macy chose not to be in Sarah's wedding. I'm getting mixed up between all the names now. I know. So Shiz. Macy's the friend that's ignoring all that's ignoring Sarah. That's avoiding her and not being a good bridesmaid, basically. Yep. And then who's this girl though? And Sarah is the one that's getting married. Is, is the girl who's writing in Matron of Honor. Yes, yes, yes. And she's, she's getting, getting married at the end of this month. Yes. And then the girl writing in is getting married at the end of this year. Yeah. And they both have her in their bridal yes. party. Yes. Okay. Got it. So Sarah and Macy had a falling out. Macy chose not to be in Sarah's wedding because of it. All that being said, Macy knows that Sarah is in my wedding and is my Matron of Honor. The other day, I received a phone call from Macy telling me that she did not feel comfortable being in my wedding because she did not want to attend events where Sarah would be. Okay, that's okay, so selfish. that is so selfish. That's so incredibly selfish. So this girl is literally choosing not to be in my wedding because of something that happened between her and someone else. It has nothing to do with anything with her, her and I. I don't know if anyone has ever done something more hurtful in my life. The fact that Macy would let her relationship with someone else get in the way of supporting me on my wedding day is super hurtful. I'm not quite sure what to do or where to go from here. I always seek to be a cordial person, but I don't necessarily know if I can see myself being friends with her in the future because this is so hurtful. Do you guys have any advice on what I should do going forward? Should I continue to pursue the friendship? Should I cut out the toxic girl? Let me know what you guys think. I'm dying to know. As always, I love the podcast. Thank you for shedding a bright light into my life every Tuesday. 
that comes around. I'm super thankful for you girls and all that you do. Love you, besties. Oh, that's sweet. Thank we love you. you too. Okay, you know what? Goodbye to Macy. That's honestly, so selfish. It, you don't even want her at your wedding if she's like sounds like she just kind of has ego issues where like it's like negative energy. Yeah. It's like she has a very big ego. She's very selfish right now. She's going through a selfish time, obviously. So you don't want her there anyway. So it's no. like you want positive, supportive people who can put aside anything to be there for you yes. on your big day. And so, yeah, I would say don't would even worry about her. If she came at this point. Yeah. You know, it's like now you ruined it. You yeah. already were selfish and told me you weren't going to come. Yeah. And this advice kind of goes into every friend breakup that we'll probably talk about is when you kind of break up with a friend or you distance yourself, it doesn't have to be like, oh, now we're enemies. It's like for your own sake, you have to let it go. Like you just have to understand, have love for them in your heart and not have like hard feelings against them, which is hard sometimes. Like I, I definitely understand that. Mm -hmm. But the best thing for yourself is to like forgive and move on. Yeah. You don't want to be holding on yeah, to hate. Not 10 years from now, you're like stupid Macy and kind of and She's no. like, oh, Macy had... Just, I didn't want her there and it's fine. Yeah. And if I see her again, love her, say hi, but I'm not going to pour all my energy into it. The only thing I could see this changing is if Macy came around and was like, like really apologized and was like, I, that was so selfish of me. I'm really apologized for that. I was just like very caught up in my feelings. Like, and if she was very genuine, yeah. maybe, but the fact that she already had a falling out with like one of your best friends, I yeah. don't know. To me, it is Doesn't a seem very, like she's going to be a good bridesmaid. No. When someone has had like falling outs with, and again, this is only two of you at this point. She had a falling out with your friend and now she's kind of having a falling out with you. But when it's a pattern for some people, sometimes that's all you need to know. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it really tells you all you need to know. When someone has like not been able to keep a friendship. With everybody they've ever been friends with is not just like, oh, we we drifted apart. It's like they've had a breakup. Yeah. That's a, that's a sure that's sign. That's a sure sign of something. I can tell you that much. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break to talk about one of our favorite companies and sponsors of today's show, which is Public Goods. This episode is brought to you by Public Goods, the one-stop shop for sustainable, high-quality, everyday essentials made from clean ingredients at an affordable price. Everything from coffee to toilet paper and shampoo to pet food, Public Goods is your new everything store thoughtfully designed for the conscious consumer. Rather than buying from a bunch of single product brands, Public Goods members can buy all of your premium essentials in one place with one beautiful streamlined aesthetic. Public Goods searches the globe to find clean, healthy, eco-friendly, and innovative products. So I have their deodorant, which I love, works like magic. I have their cleaning products. I have their dryer balls. I used their shampoo and conditioner. They've got a ton of, they've got everything. Okay. They ethically source and obsessively develop each of their products to be free of unhealthy ingredients and harmful additives, still common on drug and grocery store shelves. They are committed to making their products healthy and safe for humans, animals, and the environment. They use a membership model to keep costs low and pass on even more savings to their customers. Best of all, you can make your first purchase with no obligation. They also plant one tree for every order placed and incorporate sustainability into every part of the company. So join hundreds of thousands of others who have switched to their new everything store. We worked out an awesome deal just for our listeners. You can receive $15 off your first public goods order with no minimum purchase. That's right. They're so confident you will absolutely love their products and come back again and again that they're giving you $15 to spend on your first purchase. You have nothing to lose. Go to publicgoods.com slash what we said or use code what we said at checkout. That is P-U-B-L-I-C-G-O-O-D-S dot com forward slash what we said to receive $15 off your first order. Okay, been listening since 2018 and your first episode released on my birthday. So that has to mean something, am I right? Wow, speaking of my birthday, my 18th is coming up. Our family summer vacation to the beach happens to fall over the week of my birthday and my mom is a gem for letting me bring some friends along. We had room for three more people in our beach house. So initially I invited three of my closest friends. But a little conflict has come up with one of those friends, and I don't know if I want her to come anymore. She's been my best friend of two and a half years. Let's call her Lily. We go to school and church together. We even work together along with two of our other close friends. We'll call them Ashley and Megan. Last month's her birthday, and she had a little fun night on the town with some of her closest friends, but you'll never guess who she forgot to invite. That's right, me. The heinous part is that our boss came up to me asking if I needed to take the day off for her birthday because Lily, Ashley, and Megan all had the days off. When the work schedule is final for the week, Lily texts says, and asks if I have Friday off of work. When I tell her no, she says, oh, dang, I was going to invite you to my birthday party. Anyways, I was sad because I, I suffered from major FOMO and angry because why didn't she think of me when asking Ashley and Megan to take the day off? And how is it fair that I immediately think 
to bring her to a week-long beach trip and she can't think of me for a single night. I still love her and we hang out a lot, but this just irks me. Do I talk to her about it or come up with a way to uninvite her? Or wait, she says to invite her. But I think un. Yeah, her probably uninvite her. Without hurting more feelings. Your help is much appreciated. Thank you, ladies. Okay, that is hurtful. That is hurtful. It's hard because it is sometimes you... It's not always that you are each other's best friends. Like right. sometimes somebody thinks they're closer to you and they do consider you one of their best friends when them to you is not. Not a best, best yeah, friend. Yeah, you're like, I have best friends like closer, closer to me. closer to me, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's very true. And I just think back to like my junior high years where I had friends, it was like that, where it's like, to me, I had these like couple girls that I'm like, oh, these are my best friends at school. We talk all the time, but- I was not their best friend. Like I remember I would go above and beyond for their birthday thinking like, this is my best friend. And they right. asked me like, who's your best friend? And I'm like, oh, this girl. And then they um, would kind of like forget about my birthday. And then they would make a big deal of their best friend's birthdays. And I'd always just be like, like they didn't even come. I remember my eighth grade year, I think. Again, like I like did all this stuff for their birthdays or for like her who I thought was my best friend. Yeah. And then she didn't even come to my birthday party. Like all these other girls that like I barely knew kind of came to my birthday party. And my mom was like, where's your best friend? And I'm like, she cool. said she can't come. She's hanging out with the other girls. Nate. And I remember just being like, this sucks. Like she's not my best friend anymore. Yeah. She has her own best friends. I got to move on and find my own best yeah. friends because we're obviously not on the same page. Which is okay. Hurt. But it does, it does really hurt. And you know what is also hard is like having a friend group of like five girls, like three girls, four girls. Like, I feel like obviously we did have a friend group in high school for sure. But I feel like at the end of the day, like you were my best friend. Yeah. And so it didn't really like, and we had other friends and we had friends who certain people, like you were closer to certain girls. Yeah. I was closer to certain girls or whatever. But it's like, it's hard when you have a friend group. Like yeah. when she's like, oh, I can only invite three people. And it's just like, I don't know. I feel like feelings are just so, it's know. just bound to be hurt feelings. Yes. When there was like multiple, multiple. girls. I know. When you just really have one hard. best friend. It's so much and easier. And you genuinely are best friends. It's like, yeah. honestly, it was so much easier yeah. because it's like, whose feelings are we going to hurt? Yeah. It's like, you need for both of you to be like, oh, who is your best friend? And they would say you and you would say them. That's exactly. Ideal. That's the ideal stitch. Yeah. Um, we gave her nothing. I'm like, have fun on your birthday like, trip. That sucks, dude. I mean, my I, best advice for you is to move on and try and find another, like, best friend if, if she— But you think she should uninvite her to the beach trip? Or you think she should just oh. keep her? That, that would, to me, that'd be worse. Be like, now you're uninvited. Yeah. She's like, cool. Almost just keep—I mean, if she's still your friend, that's fine. I would just let go of the expectation that she's your best friend. That, mm-hmm. you know, that she's going to give you as much as you're giving her. I would just let go of that expectation and then move on from there. It's like, you can still have fun with her. Yeah. I'm sure she's a fun, nice girl. I'm sure she means no malintent. Right. She just— doesn't Isn't think of as you close. as highly as you do of her. Which is on her friends does, list. Yeah, and it does hurt. Yeah, I'm not going to pretend it doesn't, but I think that's great advice. I have something that just remind, or I just thought of something for the, the other story that mm-hmm. I wanted to add really fast, which I know we've passed it, but I yeah. just have to say this. Which I one? also feel like the wedding one. Oh. I also feel like when you're younger, we talk about this all the time, Chelsea and I. When you're like 20, I think she said they were like 23 and getting married you almost don't think of weddings as big of a deal yeah. than like you should maybe. Cause I was saying, I'm like, oh, like, I don't know. Now I was saying, okay, if Chelsea got married now, like yeah. I threw her, her like bridal shower and stuff. Yeah. But it's like, if she was getting married right now, I would go like way more above and beyond yeah. with all of my like bridesmaid duties. Like I would just do the most for you. And I feel like you would do that for me as well. Yeah. And we still did great things for each other. I'm not saying we didn't, but it's like, even on your wedding day, I wasn't like, at your exactly. every beck and call, which I'm like, uh, I would be now. Like, yeah. I'd be like, what do you need? Like, how can I make it perfect? And I feel like when you're younger, you just like are a little bit more immature and you're just like, oh yeah, yeah. wedding day is going to be fun. Those and, are like, like your selfish years. Yeah. So you're just so selfish. Exactly. You're not thinking about other people as much. No. And so now like looking back that I got married five years ago and I, and uh, you know, you're talking about bridesmaids and this and that. I'm like, oh, now my wedding would be so different. And I would just, I don't know. Yeah. Everything would be different. No, I wouldn't just sure. be as like, but yeah. anyway, that's just something I wanted to add. And when you're a bridesmaid before you get married, it's also harder to understand. Yeah. Like, you don't get the magnitude of like your wedding day is literally the most special yeah. day ever. Cause you're just younger. You haven't like met the one. And so you're just like, oh, okay. Like a wedding fun. But exactly. then after you get married, I feel like that's when you're like, okay, 
let's do this. Yes. Like, also, we were saying we had no money when we got yeah, married. So that's, that's another very hard thing. To do. So it's like, we yeah. didn't, what are we going to throw each Go other? Go to Miami for a bachelor party now. Yeah, exactly. You can read some of the question box ones. Okay. And I'll just sit back and observe. Okay. Just kidding. I'll react to them. Feeling like you're on the fringes of a friend group. So you're sort of on the end, but not really. Oh. And that's also hard when you don't have a best friend. Yes. When you're trying to get into a friend group and you feel like you're the last one who gets invited. There's nothing worse that's than that feeling. Hainy. There really is. It's like when we're older now, it's like we don't care as much. It's like yeah. when you see friends hanging out with friends. But when you're younger. It's the end of the world. It's the end of the world. And it just feels like, ugh. I think it feels like a dagger in your heart when you see when you see your friends get invited to something else. You know what hurts the most is when you were little and you would go to someone's birthday party that they invite the whole class, but then only a couple girls got invited to like the sleepover. So you see your the other girls come in with like the sleeping bag and you're like, I didn't get invited to the sleepover. That's kind of heinous. Heinous. I don't think so I, I'm like, I never experienced that. I was always one of the popular. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I literally was not. But I don't remember my childhood as we've discussed so (laughs) because my trauma so I literally cannot remember past the first I I was gonna say my first memory is literally when I'm a sophomore in high school but I'm kidding kind of (laughs) are you (laughs) (laughs) like I can kind of remember middle school but like what is your earliest memory of you not not watching you because I heard that if, if it's a memory of, and you can see yourself, that means that it's actually just a story somebody told you. So you think it's a memory, but an actual memory is you remember it as like first person. Really? Yeah. Like as you're observing it like this, how you see this right now. Interesting. I don't know. Like, do you remember junior high? Do you have memories from junior yeah, high? Yeah, I was going to say, I remember like being in eighth grade and not knowing anyone. So like, I remember going into the lunchroom and just being like, I want to die because I yeah. didn't know anyone to eat lunch with. Like yeah. I just had absolutely no one. So I just like sat down at a table alone and I was like, <gasps> oh, that hurts my heart. It's okay. I'm I've been there now. too. <laughs> just yeah. kidding. Eat my chimichangas by myself. Really? Yeah. Seventh grade was rough. Like that's the weird thing too is like my friend group or who I thought was my best friends had their own friend group. And I was like on what this girl is saying. Like I was on the fringes. Like I would never really get invited to after school things. I would only hang out because we were in the same class or something. Mm -hmm. But to me, I was like, oh, this is my, these are my friends. But to them, they're like, oh, this is the girl that hangs out every once in a while. So I never knew. Sometimes I would just sit by myself and they would never invite me. And then some days I'd be brave and invite myself to the table and just be like, oh, I'm going to, can I sit here? And they'd be like, sure. Like they don't really care, but they didn't also care to invite me. Going out of their way. You know, what saved me is that I was, I started doing dance at that time. So I like had friends at dance. Yeah. And that was just, my saving grace because I would, I didn't have that many friends at school, but then I would like leave and go to dance afterwards and I would have friends. So I was never like, I don't know. I didn't feel completely alone and I had some friends, but like, I couldn't tell you one person that I'm still in communication with from like seventh or eighth grade. Yeah. Well, eighth grade specifically actually, cause that's when I moved and had no friends. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think when you're on the fringes, is that actually the right word? Like the fringes of the friend group where you're not really, you're sort of on the end, but you're oh, not like in all that- the group messages, you know? I think fringes is the right word. I think the best thing for that is, first of all, take the advice that I said in my solo episode of that Kylie Jenner said of just like- Inviting yourself. Invite yourself. Don't let yourself not be invited to things. And if you can get a, you can get a sense if people are annoyed by you. And if they're just like, this girl keeps coming around, we don't want her here. You can kind of tell when you're not wanted. It's like, that's okay. That's nothing personal against you. That's just their taste and people and what they like to do. And those aren't your people. So it's like- right. That's actually what you're saying about dance. Like do activities that you like to do and you'll find people who like what you like. For sure. And you'll find friends that way. And there are a lot of other people who also want friends. Yeah. So I think that's you got to find advice. those people. Great advice. Love that. Friends that are so slow to respond to texts, literal days. Mm, uh, I'm a little bit guilty of this. I feel like I'm like a horrible texter, but I work on it sometimes and I'm I'm better at it sometimes and then I lose it other times. Mm-hmm. It depends on if it's like, you know, they're text, they're a good texter and they like just don't text you. Some people you kind of have to know, like, like for my sister, for example, literally will not have her phone. Her phone will be dead for like eight hours a day. So when she doesn't text me back for a couple hours, I'm like very normal. Yeah. You know, but I feel like whenever we're texting and it's like, if you don't text me back for a day, that would be weird. Yeah, if it was a full day, you'd yeah. be like, what is happening? It depends. Yeah, it depends yeah. on the person's personality. I was going to say, even when we were dating, 
I remember there was a time when I was like, okay, does this Leif even like me? Because he would take so long to reply. Yeah. And like come to find out, he just like truly is not a texter, really. Yeah. Like he would call, our relationship was never texting 24-7. Yeah. Like it, it had been in the past for me with other, you know, guys. But like we text all the time. So that was kind of my expectation. But like he had work. I had work. Yeah. And like I would kind of text him and then he would not reply to me for like four hours because he's literally working. Yeah. And then he'd like reply to me on his lunch break, just like something short. And then we would hang out and it would be like so fun. But you know what I mean? I just mm -hmm. had that expectation that he was going to be so fast. So when he didn't, I'm like, okay, he literally has no interest in me. Yeah. There's also, but, besides texting, there's also a lot of other ways to communicate. So if it's like, they're just not communicating with you all, like with you at all, that's one thing. But I like calling. Like if my friends were to call me out of the blue, I would answer and I would love to talk to them for like an hour. If I like, I'll call my friends or FaceTime them or something. Mm -hmm. I'd much rather do that than have a texting conversation with them. Yeah. And I, I don't take texting as like, if we don't text, we're not we're friends. We're not friends. Yeah. That's true. So it depends. If you're text, if you're like trying to text a friend, and you're trying to keep a, a relationship going. I don't know if you guys like hang out a lot or if you don't and you're just trying to keep that connection live just call them every once in a while just like be like hey can you facetime tonight for a couple hours or like a couple hours that's a freaking well uh, you know what i mean like uh <laughs> like 20 minutes it always it turns into a couple hey, hours girl, do you have an extra four hours tonight would love to catch you know up though i, I know. anytime i face my friends it turns into like a couple hours though it's like one well, like one to two hours okay i was gonna say i could see an hour yeah or in high school like talking on the phone with your friends you talk, oh, literally I would talk for, for six hours, hours. yeah no, that's hours true. and hours that's true. We still kind of do that, actually, you and I. Yeah. Where we will be on the phone. Like, you Literally know. Literally for an hour, yeah. Yeah, well, where you get to that point where you're, like, not, like, you're just, you're not even talking. You're, yeah. like, doing something else. Yeah. But and you're you on like, the phone. forget you're on the phone. Yeah. For, like, yeah. hours. Um, How to make friends with other adult couples. This is a good question. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, One I would love to know the answer to as well. <laughs> I feel like it's so, I don't want to say rare, but when you find a couple that you both get along with, it's like magic. You, it's magic. That's lucky. And we have a few of those couples, but it, it's like a lot of times I think the guys get along and the girls will be like, yeah, we're friends. Or like the girls are best friends and the guys are like, yeah. Yeah. But it's like pretty rare to be like, oh, the girls are best friends and the boys are like best friends. Exactly. But truly, if that happens for you, that's so fun yeah. and amazing. So stick with that. I would say just like go on a lot of double dates. Yeah. Honestly, just go on a lot of double dates with different couples and find other couples that have the same like interests as you. Yeah, exactly. Even if you, it is hard though. It's like, I'm trying to think if you met someone. Because for me, I feel like we have like made new couple friends, but it always happens very naturally. It's never like we're trying to make friends. Like they go to our church or something or they live in our apartment complex or something that will, you know, be yeah. friends with another couple. But all the other couples are either like have been our best friends since we were high school. Like Nick's, all of his Nick's um, like good friends from our hometown and all of their wives are all friends. And we all like go on vacation together. But it's mm -hmm. like we know like they've all known, known each, each other, other for ages. They were like in fourth grade. And then same. Exactly. It's like everyone we know here. It's like, well, besides like Kristen and Marcus, but like you and life. It's like, I've known you since literally high school. So yeah, I know it's hard to it's meet hard. new people. But you know what I think is also a thing is like, just meeting new friends through your friends. Like even mm -hmm. through Kristen and Marcus, we had, we've met other couples yeah, that's who we're true. friends with. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, technically it's like, yeah. through me, you met Beth and James. Exactly. And now we're and all Kristen friends. And Kristen and Marcus. And yeah. Kristen and Marcus, you know? So it's like, yeah. you all just kind of like mix it's and mingle true. with each other's friends. But I'm not going to lie and say that finding couple friends is easy because I no. feel like it's not at all. It's, no. it's hard to find. But also it just Give it time because when Leif and I first got married, we didn't have one like couple friend. Like I was thinking yeah, back and we were you guys talking. lived in California like by yourselves basically. Yeah, we were talking about it. I'm like, Leif, we did not have any friends here. No friends. Yeah. We knew no one. That's crazy. And it was so funny because when I met Kristen, we didn't even live in LA yet. And when I met Kristen, we like hung out for hours and I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Like we're going to be good friends. I can tell. And then I met Marcus that same day. Yeah. And I told Leif, I'm like, you guys will get along so well. Yeah. I know it. And then sure enough, like they met and then we kept hanging out and they became literal best friends. Yeah. And then you moved to LA. And then, and then we so moved close. to LA. Yeah. yeah. After we moved to LA is when they became really good friends. But um, it's just so like, it really is rare to find someone mm -hmm. where it's like best friends on both accounts. Yeah. I and feel it's like hard because 
even sometimes Nick would, like when he would work, he would meet guys at work and they have a wife. And I know nothing about the wife, nothing against the wife, but I know nothing about her. Right. And Nick would almost like try and set me up on like a play date. Like, hey, like your wife should get with my wife and we can, you know, you guys can go do something. And I'm like, get no. with Get with sounds a little. <laughs> you know, like no, you guys can go to the mall together or yeah. something sexist like that probably. You guys can get your nails done. No, I'm just kidding. But they'd be like, oh, you guys should hang out, you mm-hmm. know? And I don't like that at all. Like I do not like to be set up with no, friends. It needs, like, to it needs to happen naturally. naturally. Yeah. 100%. I'm fine with going on a double date. They're like, hey, you might like her wife. Like let's go on a double date. That's right. fine. Don't try and set me up like alone on a freaking yeah. date with you a guys, girl. You two go off by yourselves. Like it's like, no. <gasps> Wait, that I just, oh, I just felt that feeling of being like, you guys go do this. And you're just like, you don't know the person. Yeah. You're like, I'm no. like, I haven't talked to her for two. I don't even know what she likes. Yeah. I, I know nothing about her. And usually they're very nice. Yeah. And Nick did that one time, like one summer he did that. And then he knew from the time on, but other husbands would try to do it. Like you should hang out with They my would wife. meet me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You, you would love my wife. Blah, blah. I'm like, I'm sure I would. Let me meet her on her own. Yes. Let me talk to her when we're all together and then let us naturally figure out something we want to do. Get our numbers and go hang out later. Yes. There's nothing worse than going by yourself with someone. You're just like, we don't click. No. And now we're doing an activity together. No. (sighs) That sounds horrible. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. We can do one more. Oh, I have two. Two little ones. Okay. So how to navigate a friend who calls you their BFF, but you don't view them the same. So the opposite problem. Ooh. Where you're like, shiz, this person thinks that we're best friends, but this person's my best friend instead, not her. Right. How do you navigate that? Mm. That's hard, actually. To? I'm like, keep them in the dark. <laughs> that is hard. Like, I would say just, ooh, that was about to be like, I was going to say stop being there for them. But it's like almost just stop getting as much energy maybe. Yeah. So that they kind of understand. Because it's like, it's not necessary to be like, hey, I think you view me as a best friend. I don't see you that way. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah. I think I would just like give them less energy. If you start feeling that they're like being a little too like clingy or something and you're like, Mm -hmm. "Mm -hmm," I would just kind of like back off a little. I know. That is hard. Don't you think? You know what that's just reminded me of too? Hmm. I'm like all of my high school and middle school um, trauma. But whenever you would be like, you would include the new girl and then it would be like, the worst thing you ever that did, unfortunately. In high school. Yeah. And it's times. like, I feel like, you know what though? Looking back, it's like a good thing because yeah. it's good that you know 100%. But I know what you mean. Like in yeah. the moment, you like have your friend group and then it's like, new girl kind of joins. You're like, okay, but like no one's feeling it. And it's just like, oh, now like you're going to be mad if you're not invited to every single event. Exactly. And, it's like, oh. and yeah, I know what you mean. It's like, not to be like, I'm literally. God, I'm so kind, but I feel like I've always since I was little and probably because I was like so excluded from groups sometimes like in elementary school and in in middle school that I would like make such an effort to make sure everybody feels included. Like mm-hmm. if we're in a room and I can just tell that someone's like feeling excluded, I'm just it just aches me. I'm just like I cannot let them feel excluded. Like oh, I want them to feel included so bad. But then it stinks when you like exactly what you said. It's like you try and bring them in and it's not working. It's great when it works. Right. It's great when it's like this awesome. You fit right in. Everyone's getting along. But when it's just kind of off and no one else is making efforts and you're like, I'm still trying to be your friend. But at the same time, like these are my friends and now I'm trying, I'm in the middle and now I look like the bad guy and I'm the one who seems like the bad friend because I'm not inviting you to everything. And right. It's so hard. That is so hard. Yeah. That is the worst. Wait, what was the even initial thing? It was just how to, how to navigate um, if they think you're oh, right, right, their right. BFF. And I you think the think only the thing you can do if like you're genuinely just do not click with them, it's like you don't you shouldn't feel any obligation to be yeah. like faking anything for them. I think you should just back off a little bit. Yeah. And they'll eventually get the hint or yeah. have a conversation, but sometimes that's not necessary. The last little one that I saw, um, how to keep a friendship fresh and not get old. So I think this is... differs on the friendship but I think any kind of like bonding activity that you can do with people it's like I was saying you'd be surprised at what a phone call can do you'd be surprised at what a FaceTime can do like I won't talk to one of my friends for like years like two years and I'll FaceTime them for 45 minutes and I'm like oh we're best friends literally nothing has changed yeah Yeah. it's just like you grow that bond you learn more about them and I feel like showing a little bit of effort and effort is key yeah exactly like just making sure that they know that like you care about them and you're there for them even if you're not constantly calling them, even if they're, you know, you're not constantly hanging out together. Effort, yeah. 
Yeah, effort is key. And like serving them. Just like letting them know like, I'm here for you. I love you unconditionally. Yes, definitely. I think that's great. Um, okay, I wanted to end with this because we this was a DM we got. So she said, I don't need advice, but boy, do I have some. My 11 oh. plus year best friendship ended three years ago when our post high school, college and married worlds just did not fit anymore. We were such different people in our mid twenties than we were in our early teens. We moved on, had babies. We each moved several times, but I never did stop thinking of her and wondering how she was. Last summer, right before I had my baby, she texted me and told me she heard I was about to become a mom and how much love and happiness she wished for me and my growing family. In the past year, we spoke a little more and a little more. And as of this past weekend, we've picked up right where we left off, have apologized, made up, and grown up, and saw each other for the first time in over three years. Sometimes space is good, even if it's hard. Sometimes friendships end. Sometimes you reunite. But if you've grown and they have to, reach out to them. I always wish it had been me to reach out to her first. <gasps> oh, that Isn't was that cry. Sweet? That's so sweet. And I was thinking, like, you don't always, like, even if a friendship ends— you don't have to be like, goodbye forever. Yeah. I will never yeah. speak to you again. It's like, sometimes you both grow and you can actually be friends again. And that's exactly great. And like, I even think that about my friend breakup. I'm like, there yeah. is a potential world in which I see that we actually could be friends in the future. Yeah. I really genuinely mean that. Like, I didn't, it wasn't like, oh, goodbye forever. I will never speak to you again. Yeah. Because sometimes your worlds just don't fit, like she said, at that moment. But maybe they will in the future. Yeah. And that's fine. That's I love fine. that advice. I think that's good. Because there was a lot of other ones that were like, oh, my friend has a boyfriend now. And like, we don't hang out as much. Or like, my friend got married. Or I I got pregnant. And now like, I'm in a different stage of life than my friends. Yeah. And I think that's such a big thing that like, has helped our friendship. I feel like we've always been in the same, like we always joke that we're in the same like boy cycle. Like, yes, always we, in the same life cycle. Yeah, we always had boyfriends at the same time. We moved at the same time. Got we married. got married at the same time. It's like we moved to California around the same time. Like obviously we have businesses together. That really helps. But yeah, um, I think, yeah, giving yourself some time. It's like you will, if your friend gets married, you will probably not talk to them as much. Right. And it's like you things have change. to accept that. And it's like, you can kind of, not a, I'm not going to say mourn the old relationship necessarily, but you can kind of like in a way appreciate what you had and then also appreciate what is new. Like, okay, right. we can have a new relationship. Like, I feel like our relationship changed when we got married because it was, it's like we always say, it's like it just got a little bit deeper. It wasn't the same as like, wow, we're sleeping over any, well. Well, that's yeah, still, still true. A little bit. Well, you know, <laughs> you what? know what I mean though? We had, and we've said this before, we had a stage where we weren't as close talking all the time. Yeah. When we first got married, we were not as close. And no, we would not. go at least a month without talking, I think, yeah. which is, so weird to me. I know. Now looking back, but like, yeah, it was just a season of life. And now I feel even a little bit, it's not, oh, we ever had a friend breakup in any capacity, but I feel kind of like that where it's like, then we came back and we're like, oh my gosh, yeah. we're like inseparable again, you know? Yeah. And it's cool that like, I don't know. I, like, I don't think I foresaw like in that time period when we weren't as close. Yeah. I wasn't like, we're going to start a podcast and then be best friends again. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? No, like, for sure. That was kind of like a surprising like, oh, we'll twist. we'll always be friends, but like we're just not best, best friends anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow, that like hurts my soul to even I think know. about. I, I always try and like remember that time period and like what our relationship was. Because I cannot it's, like, remember at all. Because our lives were so different, it did not like revolve around each other at not all. Not at all. So it's like, I try and remember like, I think the only thing that I can remember is like, obviously you were traveling a lot. And so uh -huh. I think it would almost feel weird because I would not know if you guys, if you were going on a trip or something, like I wouldn't know beforehand. It's not like now I literally have your whole life on calendar. my calendar. Yeah. But it's like, oh, I just got back from this place or, or I'd see you post and I'm like, oh, I just had no idea. And it's like that she was going there. Not that I would think that I should know, should know which was almost like, oh, weird. Like we're just like not that close anymore. Exactly. You know I mean? That is so weird. Even like I think back because you lived in California while I lived also, yeah. but we did leave, live like an hour and a half apart. Yeah. But we literally saw each other one time. Yeah. We like met up twice or something. Yeah. yeah. And it's like in a span of a literal year yeah. or six months or something. Yeah. It's I was like, there for like six months. It's like, that's crazy. I know. An hour is not that far. I know. To like go and hang out at least once a month. Yeah. Because at that point we had not seen each other for like almost a year. Yeah. Like when I moved to San Diego right after I got married and mm -hmm. you guys lived in Arizona. And then as soon as we moved back to Arizona, you we guys moved, moved to California. California. And then we were just kind of all over the place. So yeah. we never really lived no. together. It was so that crazy. one trip when you came back to California that like really you solidified were in, it all. really inspired to invite me for your birthday. I was. Because I remember even at that point, I was birthday. like, oh yeah, for my birthday. I remember even at that point, I was like, oh, that's kind of random. Like, yeah, this is kind of a random trip, but like, this will be fun. But it yeah. wasn't like now when I do it, I'm like, oh, this is literally my life. 
like coming it's to your house. It's so weird. Yeah, comes to my house daily. Yeah. It is so weird to look back on. Wow. I wish I had like a journal. Yeah, I know. literally. I'm like, I wish I had like, um, what's the word? Like documented. Yeah. I wonder if like back when I was vlogging, I should go back and because watch. nobody, I think we were friends. Mm-hmm. Of course we were friends. Uh, just an entire like evaluation of our friendship. No, I'm saying, I think we were still like, I would consider you like one of my close friends Definitely. at that point. But we never had photos together. Like not one photo. I was not on your Instagram. You were not on my Instagram, like for a long time since our weddings, basically. Yeah. So it was like, no one knew we were friends. Like no. if you were to tell anybody else, like, oh, my like friend Chelsea, it's like, they'd be like, who? Exactly. And so I would always feel like, oh, we're, we're friends, but like not people don't know we're friends. Exactly. You know what I mean? Which is so weird. Cause yeah. I even remember like when I was starting the podcast. Well, I didn't do social media. So that but, yeah, that's another thing, part but. of it. But I remember even when we started the podcast, I was like, this is so <laughs> weird because you're the closest, one of the closest people in yeah. my life that literally knows everything about me and no one knows that we're friends yeah. and we're literally best friends. Yeah. Like it was so, so weird. weird. But here we are today. Here we are. Talking about proof. friendship. Um, That was a great episode. Hope yeah. you guys... Like, we are amazing. I hope you guys learned something from us. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed it and got some good advice. Thanks for writing in. Without you, these episodes would not be possible. Go Without follow you, our- this podcast would not be possible. It's true. Follow our Instagram. It's at what we said podcast. The feed, well, it do be popping. So it's go check beautiful. it out. And that's all for today. We love you. And that's what oh, we sorry. said. Sometimes you say the and super fast. Yeah, brat. <laughs> like, and- we're not friends. That's That's what what we said. said. Bye.